Okay, so we're learning how the Kazari explains the way that the Safi Yisir talks about the different organs in the body. We learned last time when he spoke about the kidneys is that they give a person advice. That's what the Gemara says. And today we're going to see Hashem, the next two organs, what the Gemara says in Brachas, uh, talks about that the fact that the Kabbalah, the liver, is Kayas, that's what makes a person angry. And when it talks about the Tchol, which is a person's spleen, is Sechek. That's the source of happiness. The Tchol is the spleen. The spleen. Spleen. Right. Now, what does it mean by that? Obviously, we need to understand it. So, we have to understand before we give Kazar's explanation a little bit of the way that the Rishonim understood how the mirrors of the body work. The Rishonim, I mean the Kazari, the Rambam, the Ramban, the Chavis Albavis, all the Rishonim of Spain, the Axim understood the same system of how the body works. Not exactly how we understand it today, but to understand it from the way they explain it. We talk about the four Maris, the four different, like kind of, what they used to call in old English humors, but basically four different substances in the person's body which are going to affect his mood. And uh, therefore, we talk about a person being angry or being sad, so we say there's a prevalence of a certain, like certain Maris, certain element in his body. And on the contrary, we're talking about a person who's happy, and there's a, then that means that there's a different element which is prominent in his body. And therefore, what the, they understood is that there's a certain marrow which is called a certain humor in the body, a certain ingredient in the body which influences a person's moods and makes them angry. And they understood that that's something which is produced by the COVID, by the liver. Why? Because they understood that the liver provides heat. And it provides uh, the ability to vashel the food. And that's also an interesting point, which, uh, again, is a lashon of Chazal in many places in the Gemara. Let's try and explain it a little bit better. Right. So the concept is that Chazal talk about digestion as the food is nispasha. Nispasha literally means to cook. To cook. Digestion, we understand, is not necessarily a cooking process. But the way that the Gemara defines it, as, you know, it's not cooking through heat, obviously, but through chemicals. And therefore, the, basically, the chemicals which break down the food is a process of cooking, just like in halacha. There's something called kavish kumavushal, something which is put into a chemical which has a strong effect, vinegar or salt water or something like that. It can change the substance. So same thing, we talk about digestion, which is means applying various chemicals which is going to break down the food as something as something it's a cooking. Something to cooking. Now, obviously, the place where the food is is in the stomach. That's just the clear where the food gets gets broken down. What provides the enzymes and provides the various acids which break down the food is the liver, and that we we know today as well. Between the gallbladder and the liver, the, that secretes the various uh, chemicals which are used in the in the digestion of the food. Now, the way Chazal understood that is therefore. If that's what causes the cooking process, what we call Chazal understood this back then? Yes. And therefore, Chazal said that since that's what causes the cooking process, which means the process which is going to digestion. change the food, the digestion, so it's something which provides heat. And therefore, the middle in the body of, uh, which is something which is going to contribute to making a person angry is that heat. In other words, and this we understand as well, anger is often expressed as a fire. Hot-headed. As a person's hot-headed, a person's anger comes from an internal fire. And if that's the case, it's regulated by the source of the body which produces something which provides it. And therefore they understood there's a connection between the covet and the middle of anger. 
That's what that's not Nitan for. No, we're not arguing with that. We're coming to explain it. We're explaining to what the Rishonim explained it that the Mara Adama, which means the human, which causes things to get hot or to get worked up, is coming from the Kavit. And therefore, that also is Mashpia in a person's midas. And that uh, the way the Gemara saw it, the Kavit cries that if a person is angry, then the source it's coming from is the Kavit. That's explaining, that's explaining it in the way that, the, that Chazal explains it in the way they understood the medical part of the body, that's the anatomy. Um, there's another Nukhudi here as well. There's another Nukhudi here as well. And that's what's negated to more Baruchni explanation of how the middles work. And we spoke last time that there are certain middles which are middles which are rooted in a person's nefesh, which means his physical side, his physical life force, which we said last time is the middles which are generated by the clients, and then there's some middles which are generated by the COVID. There's some middles which are generated by the liver. And the difference between the two, like we saw, there's some middles which are the atom completely physical, uh, wanting to eat or wanting to sleep, or that kind of middle which is only expression of it is a physical pleasure or physical need. That's one level of the nefesh. Then we have le- le- a middles which are a step up from that, which means they affect the nefesh and they affect the ruach. And then we have a third category of middles which only affect the ruach. So let's talk about those first because it's easier. Mirrors which affect the ruach are mirrors which don't affect the person's body, they just affect his personality. That's and, what anger would be. Like. And therefore, gaiva. Gaiva or popularity or something like Cover. that, covered, don't affect the body at all. They only affect the person's uh, ego, his identity. That's what we call ruach mirrors. And now the mirrors in between. The mirrors in between, which be'atsem affect the body, but they're also affected by the ruach. And therefore, it's not just a purely emotional middle, there is a physical part of it as well, and that's the interim middle, that's the, middle. Well, good. the best example of that is the middle of caste. The middle of caste because it can work from both sides. It can be a physical generated caste, and it can be an identity generated caste. And it works both times. Sometimes it's a physical frustration that comes out in caste, and sometimes the person feels slighted, or he wasn't respected, or he didn't get what he wanted, on a more emotional level, and a more level of his, uh, the middle of his ruach, and they're both expressed in kas. And that's, therefore, the mishkan of the kas is in the kavit. It's in between. It's the one, on the one side, it's the lower part of the body, which is connected to the nefesh, which is the kloyas. On the other side, there's a connection to the higher part of the body, which is the ruach. And therefore, the middles which are affecting both the body and the, and the nefesh, and there's a spiritual part of the body, the ruach, as well as the physical part, which is the nefesh, that's what uh, we talk about the COVID. And we want to say here from the going. Now, what's interesting is that that distinction in the body between the organs which are connected more to a person's ruach, which means to a person's nature, his spirit, his identity, and that the organs which are more connected to a person's body are separated in the body by the diaphragm. And therefore, we talk about a person's heart as a source of his feeling, but we're not talking necessarily about feeling hot, cold, pain, whatever it is. We're talking about feeling of an emotional level. Similarly, the ruach is the level, is the connection to the lungs, which is what holds the ruach, what holds the air in a person, like we're going to see. That's the upper part of a person, which we call his ruach. The lower part of the person, which relates to physical only pleasure, is anything to do with the digestion, because that's what a person can enjoy eating, or lower than that is what's negated to the taiva for arise. Those are all the lower parts of the body which are connected to physical sensation. And that's uh, the nefesh. What's interesting is that there are two organs which are connected to the taiva itself. 
And I mean, no, you have the shechitza. Now that you have to detach them from the typhus because the natural position the is the typhus is the typhus. The, the natural position is they stuck to it. They 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 are kind of holding onto it, and, then yeah. it. and the typhus is the membrane, and the diaphragm is the membrane. But some organs are attached, either above it or below it. There are two organs which are actually connected to it. The one is the liver, and the other one is the spleen. They're both in the middle, and they both are. Uh, kind of on this, the liver is actually partially above, partially below, the type is just under, but they're on the diaphragm. And that's the, 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 the diaphragm is, is the rib cage? Diaphragm, no. The diaphragm is the, beneath the rib cage, there's like a wall of membrane which separates the upper part of the person's body, which is his heart and his lungs, from the lower part, which is the stomach as in his intestines. Okay. When the diaphragm goes down, it draws air into the lungs. Yeah, no, I know. It's a muscle. Yeah, it's yeah. a muscle, but it's a muscle wall which separates the two. Breathe from your diaphragm. Right. I, I, I just now the liver and the spleen are both connected to it. And the reason is because those are the two which are somehow connected to both. Like we said, if you have to give two mirrors which are felt physically and emotionally, not, not just one or just the other one, but one is anger, and in both cases, in other words, anger can be generated by a physical feeling or by an emotional feeling. And anger is felt in both of them as well. Physically, a person can feel the difference that anger makes. We know that it changes his heart rate, it changes his muscles. As, whereas, COVID doesn't necessarily change a person's physical body. That's a much more uh, spiritual mid in the sense that it doesn't affect the person's body the same way, for example. And the other mid, which also physically changes a person and is connected both to the nefesh, lower down, and the ruach, higher up, which means it can either be generated by something physical or by something emotional, it's simple. It's happiness. What can cause a person happiness is either something which is uh, of an emotional nature or something of a physical nature. And once again, happiness is felt in both. Uh, just the best example for that is the Gemara, which is famous. And that is Shemotayva Tadashinetzim. The Gemara says in the Pazak and Gitin, when a person is happy, so then his body extends, swells, his body extends, expands. And same thing the other way around. Happiness, not happiness, is a, mi- a middle which is partially felt emotionally, but also has an effect on the body. And those are the two organs in between. The two organs which are connected to the, to the diaphragm, and therefore they're somewhere in between. And that's what the function of these two organs is. The COVID coyotes, like the Gemara said, as you can see, it provides the heat in the body, or then provides the impetus to get angry. And Trol Sechik. The Trol is a source of happiness, of laughter. Now, what's it going to do with the Trol? So really, what's the job of the spleen? It's something which even today, the, uh, even today the doctors aren't quite sure everything the spleen does. They know that it's necessary. And the halacha is that without it, an animal doesn't have a spleen as a trait, it's going to die. But With a person, they, they, they'll remove it. People, yeah. Animals, they can't. But uh, the question is, they're not even sure exactly what the spleen does. Now, there are a number of things which they suggest. What we know from Chazal, what they saw the spleen is doing, is the spleen is part of the part of the system of what purifies the blood. Part of what purifies the blood. Which is the liver, generally. Which is generally the kidneys. Kidneys. But they purify the blood from different things. Uh, the one is purifying the blood from um, various acids, whatever it's going to be, which the kidneys work on separating from the blood. Uh, the troll's job seems to be to offset what the, what the liver does. In other words, whatever the chemicals the liver produces, the troll absorbs. And if that's the case, it's, 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 a, it's a partner. It's a partner to the, to, the, to, the, to the liver. 
And then in the case of the, what you call the maris, which work in a person, as a similar job, there's the opposite. If the liver's job is to provide these chemicals which are needed for digestion, the tchol's job is to absorb them. And therefore, if the one's job is to, to generate something which is like a heat source, which the, the, the corollary of that is in medicine is going to be it makes the person angry, the job of the, of the tchol is to absorb it. And if that's the case, it, 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 so to speak, works against that feeling of anger, and that's what we call schreik. Right. The, what's the connection between schreik, uh, laughter and anger? So, we spoke about yesterday, last time, where, how, if a uh, marshal of what it means, like how anger gets generated, we spoke about it in the middle side. I'm going to give the marshal here also in the in that side, but it's a very good uh, explanation. I said, like this we are talking about, we said you have like one of those wind up cars. It's like wind it up as a spring and you get on the floor and then it races along as far as it can go until it runs out of a charge. What can you play with it? And what happens if you wind up one of those cars, you put it on the floor, and it runs into a wall. So it can't go anymore. But it has that charge. So you're going to hear it, it's going to have like that sound as it releases that charge without going anywhere because it's stuck. That's a good marshal for the middle of anger. Anger is generated when a person wants to do something. It gets prevented. So the more I wanted to do something, the more the inability to do it is going to be expressed as anger. And the stronger the drive was to do, the stronger the anger I feel with that, like that release of that, that drive, which I can't do, it turns into anger. Yeah, but that would only be anger out of frustration. One reaction. There's one reaction to something like, you know, not getting, not, not going where I wanted it to go. That's a negative reaction. The positive reaction of that, and this is not the Yechidish, but it's actually true psychologically as well, is the ability to laugh. When I want the things to go a certain way, and it doesn't work, it goes the other way. So that reversal, basically, can cause laughter. Obviously, if a person's invested in it, then he's not going to laugh, he's going to get angry. But when you see it by somebody else, for example, <coughs> you want the expectation to... is that it should go a certain way, and then it Right, and it goes the other way. And then, like I said, for a person himself, it's more likely to make them angry. But if you see it by somebody else, he wanted to do one thing, and the opposite happened, the result's going to be laughter. It's like the, the, the juxtaposition of two opposites. That, that's the adsim which generates laughter. And in some example, this is, this is a mistake out of psychology books, I give this example. You saw a person walking around all proud of himself, he slips in a banana field and lands on the floor. So the disparity between before and after, it's like the reversal, there's something really funny about it. It's just the change which causes laughter. Okay, so that's, that's uh, the marshal, which again, psychology gives, but it's the same thing over here. And that is, it's the reverse, the, the concept of laughter is, is that reversal. That's better what the, the troll provides. The opposite of the anger, which is the one reaction to to things not working the way that one expected them to work or whatever, the other reaction is to laugh. Uh, is to see the incongruity of how things develop and that creates laughter. And that's the opposite moral. That's when it's uh, something, something which calms a person down is rather than being angry about it, being able to laugh about it. And the atom is that's the release for the, for which is a healthy, obviously, release or a better release than getting angry about something is being able to laugh at it. It's that same... Uh, that same Koyach was used the other way. And that's what we said. In that sense, the Troll and the Kovit are partners. They work opposite to each other. And so they produce opposite results within the body. They also produce opposite results in the mitzvah. And that's what he, he talks about in, in the Kazari. He says, 
Okay, so that's the third one. Now they get to the last thing the Gemara says. And uh, this needs also an explanation. It says, Kaiva Yeshayna. That a person's stomach puts him to sleep. And therefore, if you talk about what's a Kayach, and a person puts him to sleep, the Gemara says, that's a Kaiva. A person's stomach puts him to sleep. Now, medically, that's 100% true. And you don't, need the, you, don't, you don't need doctors to tell this to you. Anybody who's on Shabbos afternoon would testify to the same thing. And that is, when a person, the more a person eats, the more tired they get. The reason for it medically, this is what we know today, and that is because digestion takes energy. And it draws all the blood to the digestive organs in order to be able to digest, and in a person gets has less energy for other things. And therefore, a person feels more tired. A person feels more tired, and after the more he eats, the more tired he's going to feel. So after heavier, the person gets more tired. It's, it's, the two go together on a very simple medical level. So that firstly, that's for sure what the Gemara meant in a simple sense. Which means uh, the digestion process, the cave means all the digestive organs will make a person sleep. It takes all the energy from the rest of the body, and you it gets more tired. And you see it in a few human beings, it's very easy to see in animals too. Most animals, that's when they find food and they fall asleep after they eat because it has the same effect on them. Okay, so that's the, that's the, the other in the body which causes a person to sleep on the spiritual sense on the spiritual sense what's the connection between eating and sleeping and how is that you know, it's physically it's very, very easy to explain on the spiritual sense how to explain it so uh, the answer is and this is what Vatsim brought in the Psukim already and that is that it says that a, a person isn't doesn't rebel against Hashem Unless he's feeling satisfied. When a person's hungry and he's feeling uh, a lack of something, so on the contrary, he's more likely to want to dub. He's more likely to feel he needs a shah. When a person feels satisfied and he has everything he needs, so that feeling of satisfaction is what can generate a feeling of rebellion. And that's the yeshayna. What puts a person, the composite is ani yeshayna. In shashirim, ani yeshayna, sleeping, means I'm disobeying Hashem. And what makes a person disobey Hashem is the fact that they feel full. They feel that they're, they're missing anything. They have everything they need. And therefore, like the Pazak says, that uh, you're going to get satisfied and you're going to, you're going to deny Hashem. That's what puts a person to sleep. That uh, when a person feels that they, have, that they feel satisfied with everything they need, so then they're less likely to remember Hashem. Okay, so that's the spiritual counterpart to that same idea. And therefore, we, when we talk, spoke about it, Seth Yitzir, he talks about the four organs, which I just mentioned, so now the Kuzari is just elaborated on explaining what the Gemara meant, what the Seth Yitzir meant, what these four organs are, how they affect that's in the physical sense, how they affect uh, the person, and also in the spiritual sense, um, the effect that they have as well. And I, the question he's going to ask is, in the list of the organs we gave, the stomach, the liver, the spleen, the kidneys, then the obvious organs is left out from the inside of the body are the heart and the lungs. Why don't you mention them? So he says, 
Because the lungs are there to help the heart. The heart and lung system is its own system, and therefore the, the bats and they work together. As we know, the point of the heart is to, is the, to send the blood around the body. The point of the lungs is to bring the oxygen that can go into the, the, go into the bloodstream, which will go in the body. So it's its own system, which isn't mentioned in the sense of how it affects the body. It's going to a self-standing system. What he wants when he says the Rebbe is the Melech, he says it's the Mishkan the Ruach. And so Zayar already says that when we spoke about the Ruach, which means a person's personality, we know it's in a person's heart. And even though there's absolutely no medical evidence of that, you can dissect the heart and you see it's a muscle and it's, all it has is four chambers which uh, can store blood. And where, where is the, all the feelings that we talk about in the heart? It's not even like the brain, we can see there's a brain and we can see that it stores information even if we don't know how it works exactly. But there's a place we can point to. Whereas if you're talking about the heart, where exactly in the heart do you see anything which has to do with feeling? It's a pump. We don't see it as we don't see anywhere in the heart, on the physical, anatomical model of the heart, where what feels. But sometimes we feel it there. We do. And that's a good question. We know it's there. But if you look at the heart, you don't see anything that shows you uh, 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 something which kind of stores feeling. And what's the answer? That's the same we said before. It's the, it's the ruach of a person which is in his heart. So in other words, it doesn't have a physical, uh, a physical area which it shows itself in the heart. But we know that since the ruach of a person is centered in his heart, a person's ruach again is his identity, is his sense of emotional feeling. And therefore, of course, the person feels it there. The person feels it because that's where his ruach is sitting. But it's not that it's something in his physical heart, and something which is in the, place of, in the same place as the heart is, and that's you're not going to see anything physically. If you look at the, at, at the model of the heart, you're not going to see anything which shows us that, which is why it's not part of the list. Because the other things we spoke about, we spoke about a physical manifestation that that organ has and affects a person's a spiritual, spiritually too. Like we spoke about the organs of the stomach and the liver and whatever it is, which physically have an effect, which lines up with the spiritual effect that they have. Whereas when it comes to the heart, so then we know that there's, of course, it's spiritually the Mishkan of the Lev, is the Mishkan of the Ruach, but we don't see that physically. Would the brain be where the person's identity No, the brain is the person's thoughts. It's not a person's sense of self. And like you said, a person doesn't feel feelings with his mind. He feels them somewhere over here. The other eye I always go for that. And uh, you'll all admit that it's true. That your identity is in your heart. If you ever ever wanted to talk about yourself, and you would point to yourself, say me, how are you going to do it? Everybody says me. I've never ever seen a person that said me or anywhere else in the body because the sense of identity is in the heart and naturally a person, the me, that's what they point to it's a very interesting thing but it's, uh, that, that's, the, that's the ruh the, the ruh is the person's sense of self it's obviously his identity, his personality and that's what naturally, that's what a person feels the me is, that's what he feels as well no, a person gets into the heart transfer but it doesn't bring the heart part of the list and he doesn't mention the brain because since the Savior Tzir already spoke about all the Chushim, the Eved Iris, the Eved Ishmael, the Eved Arich, the Eved Adaber, so he made it the brain is, is, is um, storing all the information that it's getting from all the senses or using for all the senses. So we've already included it in the ability to process all the information which is being taken in by the person or then being spoken by the person. The organs which are lower than the chromachalic is the diaphragm, is the side. 
מפני שהם הצבע הראשון והתלוד הראשון. That's the first level of the person, like we said, the nefesh level, his physical self. Vakrum cholek ben oylem ha-teva ve-oylem ha-chayim. And the diaphragm separates between the oylem ha-teva, which is the oylem which is physical, or feels things physically. Ve-oylem ha-chayim is the level which, so to speak, is more connected to the koyach of life, which is his heart and his lungs. Just like, kamoyish ha-tzavar cholek ben oylem ha-chayim ben oylem ha-dibu. Just like the neck is a separation between the part of the body which is uh, operates the body, gives the life, and the, the, the mind, which is the the part of the person who can speak or can think. That the three halakim to the body. Now again, why the Kazari mentions him is because the Kazari we know was influenced somewhat by the, by the philosophers, but it's true of Kabbalah as well. The three halakim to the body. is the chalik of the machshava, which means the person's ability to take in information, process information, and give out information. That's connected to the head. There's a chalik of the body, which is a chalik which uh, runs the body, so to speak, keeps it alive. And that's the upper part of the body, which we call the chesek vertiferis, which is installed in the diaphragm. And there's a lower part of the body, which is a chalik which is, like, not, is, like we said, relates to this world, uh, where there's things the body eats and he has to digest, or things like that. The legs, and that's the lower part of the body, which is three chalakim, which is lined up for now as well. Okay, that's what I'm speaking about tonight. It's tomorrow. He's now going to go back to describing not the organs in each part of the body, but the structure of the body itself. The spine and the ribs, whatever it's going to be, the structure which in each part of the body. And that's, uh, we'll see, we'll see as, as how he relates again the two different parts of it, which is the physical structure which created a person can negate the, the spiritual kachos which are embedded in that part of the body too.